Section 27 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 3. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brian Keenan. Pennsylvania, Saturday, 18. I must take medicine. The preachers wish me to remain in my lodging. Sunday, 19. I went to the woods and preached and ordained Thomas and Christian Bowman, deacons. Before I got through my discourse, the rain came on, and I made a brief finish. The people were attentive. In the afternoon, the preachers and many of the people went to a barn. There were showers of rain and thunder, whilst service was performing. My first visit to Wyoming was in great toil, and to little purpose. I am afraid I shall have no better success now. Monday 20 we set out upon a turnpike road. But, oh, dreadful! I came sliding down a dug-road precipice, dark and deep, but safe. About nine o'clock we made Mr. Mowin's tavern, and here were drink and smoke and wagoners, but we closed with prayer. We came along early on Tuesday, through the wind gap, seventeen miles to Hollers, and breakfasted. I took a look at the Moravian town of Nazareth. It may contain forty houses built in the German taste and style. The Brethren's House is a large building of possibly 140 feet in length and 50 feet in width, with a Dutchified tower like a cupola in the center. The whole edifice has the exterior appearance of a college. The land in the vicinity was not so fertile, nor the grounds as highly improved, as I expected to have found them. Seventeen miles farther brought us to far-famed Bethlehem, which I had long wished to see. The stream that runs west of the town is pretty and useful, as it works a machine which raises the water 150 feet into two reservoirs for the use of the inhabitants. We found ourselves at the Grand Tavern at the north end, the property of the Brethren. The house is large, but a plain building the entertainment good at a dollar a night for man and horse. On the second step of the high grounds on the main street, which begins on the hill above, stand the church buildings. On the east and west are rooms appropriate to the institution, and certainly the west end has a grand appearance. On the same street below stands the Brethren's House, one hundred feet front, five stories high, very plain, and much German taste discoverable everywhere. Add to this the majestic Lehigh, and you have the most striking features of this celebrated place. But ah, religion! Reader, I am a Methodist. I asked the young man who managed the tavern if they ever permitted any minister to preach amongst the brethren. He could not answer. He was a servant, and knew not how to answer. Next day came the master of the ceremonies, the Cicerone of the establishment, who shows the wonders of the place. I asked him. I was told that on that night there was private worship in the church. The minister must perform himself. Daniel Hitt and two gentlemen from York, who had given money for the sights shown here for money, went to the church meeting. And what did they see and hear? A man read in German they knew not what, sung and played upon the four-thousand-dollar organ, sermon or prayer they heard not. I doubt much if there is any prayer here, public or private, except the stated prayers of the minister on the Sabbath day. 
but the brethren have a school for boys at Nazareth, and one for girls at Bethlehem, and they have a store and a tavern. The society have worldly wealth and worldly wisdom. It is no wonder that men of the world, who would not have their children spoiled by religion, send them to so decent a place. Wednesday 22 We crossed the Lehigh to Allentown, beautifully situated, superior in this respect perhaps to Bethlehem. We breakfasted at the end of twelve miles and came on to Cutstown. On Thursday morning we bent our course through Reading. The views of meadows and fields were grand, beautiful. Reading may have two hundred houses, one street in a style of grandeur approaching to that of Philadelphia, as it respects the houses. The rest have much of the German feature. Through Adamstown, where we breakfasted, we came on over rocks and hills to New Holland. Here, as at Reading, there are fine new churches for the German Lutherans and the German Calvinists. These are the citadels of formality, fortifications erected against the apostolic itinerancy of a more evangelical ministry. Ah, Philadelphia, and ye her dependencies, the villages of the state of Pennsylvania, when will prejudice, formality, and bigotry cease to deform your religious profession, and the ostentatious display of the lesser morals give place to evangelical piety? At Soudersburg we rested one day. I wrote three letters. Saturday 25. We came through Lancaster to Columbia. On the Sabbath day I preached in a lot near the river. We may have had seven hundred people. My subject was Second Corinthians 5.14. The missionaries, Boehm and Hunter, were present. On Monday I came to Little York. Here I met with Nelson Reed. This week I am occupied in writing about thirty letters, yet not unmindful of the word of God and prayer. It is but too manifest that the success of our labors, more especially at camp meetings, has roused a spirit of persecution against us. Riots, fines, stripes, perhaps prisons and death, if we do not give up our camp meetings. We shall never abandon them, but shall subdue our enemies by overcoming evil with good. What hath God wrought in America? In thirty-six years, we find 144,590 in number. In England, after seventy-seven years, they count 150,974. They may have thirty millions of souls in the three kingdoms to labor amongst, and we not more, perhaps, than five millions. Our traveling preachers, 536 at present. The rest local and official, about fourteen hundred. But all these are poor men and unlearned, without books, money, or influence. Not unto us, not unto us. O Lord, take thou the glory. Sunday, August 1. Constant application whilst here. Reading the Bible and writing about sixty pages of letters found me employment. On the Sabbath I preached at eleven o'clock at our chapel in York. I spoke on Colossians 1, 27-28, short and temperate. We might have about six hundred hearers. In the afternoon I spoke on Colossians 3, 12-13. I spoke longer than in the morning. 
we have the form of the power of godliness, for we shout, and we stamp, and jump, and are very happy. Who but we? But we are contentious, and mingle and mix, by offhand marriages, believers with unbelievers, and other things we do. But for once I have delivered my own soul. I think it begins to be time for another visitation at York. I have my paradise at Brother Pence's, but I have much labor and some temptations. I now fare sumptuously every day, but oh, what is before me? Three thousand five hundred miles before I reach the Georgetown Conference. Tuesday 4 I took my leave of my kind friends at Weirly Pence's, and wrote to dinner to George Naylor's. That night we passed under the roof of the widow Hollopeter. On Wednesday I preached at Stickle's schoolhouse. The room was full, and I spoke for an hour on First Peter 4, 10, 11. We came that evening to Lewisburg. O oh my God, help me in soul and body, through my approaching labors and sufferings. Thursday brought us through an obscure town to Brother Weaver's. Our host and his wife are Germans, in their first love. Friday 7, at Carlisle. Saturday occupied in reading Birder's Village Sermons, etc. Sabbath 9. I preached upon Galatians 5, 7-9. In the afternoon on 2 Corinthians 4, 1-2. My body faint, my spirit fervent. On Monday at Shippensburg, I preached upon 2 Peter 3, 17-18, and ordained John Davis a deacon. It was very warm, but we had an open season. We lodged with Brother Scott, one of my hearers thirty years ago in Chester County, now warm in the cause of God. After a heavy rain had passed away on Monday, on Tuesday we began our mountain toil. We crossed three, dined with the junior, and lodged with the senior at Ramsey. No people need be kinder than were these. Wednesday 12. We set out again, and the rain attended us into Bedford. We lodged at the stage house. Mr. Graham, my host, had known me in my early visits. I had preached at his father's. The son was kind as a king could be, and charged us not a cent for our entertainment. In a hundred public houses, possibly, that I have thus stopped at in the year, I have received no such favors. We reached Berlin on Thursday and found Friend Johnson and his wife kind indeed. Friday 14. We dined and prayed at the twenty-mile house, and were obliged to stop at an ordinary twelve miles farther. Drunken people. But they behaved as well as they could. Any port in a storm. On Saturday we came on eight miles to breakfast at Anthony Banning's. From thence we rode through Connellsville to Union. We put up with the widow Kenthorn, intending to be at the camp meeting. And now I have ridden, since I left Baltimore in March, 2,500 miles, and have had, as usual, many a jolt over rocks, and rocks again, on the American Alps, and dangers and difficulties and a head bruised by the iron rods of my carriage. I have been enabled to suffer patiently pains and sickness for the good of souls. Sabbath 16 
I ordained on the campground Dobbins, Fell, and Wakefield to the office of deacons. I preached on Second Corinthians 5.11, knowing the terror of the Lord. I made two general heads. One, the gospel is a general, gracious, persuasive, characteristic ministry, in which the ministers thereof are manifest to God, and to the consciences of their hearers in their characters, their sins, their sayings, ways, etc. Two, the gospel was armed with terror to the disobedient, impenitent, and to apostates from it. Knowing the terror of the Lord, knowing how God is to be feared, when insulted by disobedience, the Trinity is roused into indignation. Every attribute, and all the perfection of deity, is arranged on the side of vengeance and vindictive wrath. There was not a sufficiency of seats for the congregation, but they behaved as well as could be expected. There was nothing vicious seen. No plan of opposition was discoverable. On Monday I went to camp again and spoke upon Matthew 5, 46-47. What the followers of Christ professed more than others, and what God had done for them more than others, as Christians and ministers. That therefore God, the Father, Son, and Spirit, requires more from them than from others. By application, to a variety of cases, what do ye more than others? Tuesday 18 we found our horses had been taken or had strayed away. I read Hervey on the tombs, and wrote the station book. Wednesday 19. We set out and came to the old fort, crossed the Monongalia, and lodged with Dr. Wheeler. He and his lady are Londoners, and oh, how kind they were! How did the salvation of the souls of these kind friends rest upon me? The doctor's mother had been in band society with Mr. Wesley. From six in the morning to seven in the evening of Thursday, we made about forty miles, over some rough roads and desperate hills. We wished to redeem time that we might refit at John Beck's, near West Liberty. So we ate not on the route, though we fed the horses twice. I had had pain of a rheumatic kind for some days. Virginia, Friday, 21. Marked letters to transcribe, read, took medicine, and nursed myself. On Saturday I preached in Beck's new house, on Philippians 2, 12, 13. On the Sabbath I preached in an excellent stone meeting house, at Short Creek, to about 1,000 souls, from 2 Corinthians 3, 7, 8. We crossed over into the state of Ohio on Monday and I gave them a sermon in the courthouse at St. Clairsville. Ohio By hard labor we reached Frankfort on Tuesday. Thence we made Spears's on Wednesday. On Thursday came to Denzenberry's. On Friday to Teal's. In four days and a half we have traveled 130 miles. Mud, gullies, stumps, and hills. I was sick with an inflammatory sore throat. My trials were great. Nature failed, but grace supported. Every family shall know me by prayer. Saturday I devoted to rest. I have hastily marked above two hundred hymns, taken from the Congregational Hymn Book, to add to a new American edition, which I hope will be as good as any extant.
Sabbath 30. At the stand on the campground near Hakaking, I spoke on Hebrews 4, 1. Let us therefore fear. There were about 800 hearers, and it was a time of feeling and solemnity to professors. Monday was diligently taken up with my pen, and prayer with my friends. The hymns for a new collection occupied my mind much. My poor mare is worn down, and my carriage is wrecked somewhat, and must be repaired. On Thursday we came to New Lancaster. I preached in a schoolhouse on Luke 19.10. We afterward came on to Mr. Van Meter's, and just escaped an awful storm of thunder, hail, and rain. Friday, September 4. We came away to Chillicothe. Oh, the mud and the trees in the path! Reading closely on Saturday. In our neat new house I preached on the Sabbath morning to about five hundred hearers, on First Peter 4, 17-18. I spoke about an hour. There are some pleasing and some unpleasing accounts here. Some little trouble in the society, but great prospects all around in the country. The sitting of conference will be of God for good to souls. We have been praying the whole year for this. By letters from Brothers Meade and Bruce, I learned that prospects brighten in old Virginia. They have had blessed camp meetings. Monday and Tuesday, closely reading. On Wednesday we rode to Deer Creek. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, selecting hymns and reading Marshall's Life of Washington. Nearly 3,000 pages in four volumes. Only as a life of Washington can I give it the preference to Gordon's history of the Revolutionary War. Sabbath 13. At the Deer Creek Campground, I gave them a discourse on 2 Corinthians 6, 1. In the evening, we returned to Chillicothe. On Monday, we opened our conference in great peace and love, and continued sitting, day by day, until Friday noon. A delegation of seven members was chosen to the general conference. There were thirteen preachers added, and we found an addition of 2,200 members to the society in these bounds. Seven deacons were elected and ordained, and ten elders. Two preachers only located. Sixty-six preachers were stationed. Finding my work done, and my carriage sold, I ventured once more to take horse, with a determination to visit the frontier settlements on the great Miami River. We came away, leaving fifty or sixty preachers at the camp meeting near the seat of conference, and got to Brother Waz for the night. Saturday we reached Hinkstones to dine, and thence, by riding late, got into Caesarsville, and stopped with Peter Pelham. We have made sixty-five miles from Chillicothe. A great rumor is abroad of an expected Indian war, and many fled for fear. But the report was idle wind. The whole matter was that about a thousand Indians had assembled upon the frontiers for social, and it may be, religious and moral purposes. General Worthington and Colonel M. Carthy magnanimously offered to take a talk and a belt of wampum from the governor to the congregated savages. The ambassadors found peace, and brought in four chiefs as hostages, with assurances that no ill was designed to the whites. It is said there is a prophet risen up among the Indians. At Frederick Bonner's I preached upon Hebrews 4, 1, 2. 
it was an open season. Monday 21. I rested at John Sales. Busy writing. On Tuesday we started away and came to Samuel Hitz. Dined, prayed, talked, and came away to Lebanon. We found the court in session. We lodged at Jeremiah Lawson's. There is now a great talk about the Shakers. They are said to consist of two hundred people. Three Presbyterian ministers have joined them. A heavy declension. Wednesday 23. We bent our course down Little Miami. There are many fine situations for mills on this stream, and the land appears to be generally very fertile. We found a lodging with Andrew M. Grew, lately from Baltimore County, Maryland. I preached on Thursday at Philip Gatch's, on Hebrews 4.2. On Friday we stopped in Cincinnati, and dined with Mr. Ferris. Solomon and Oliver Langdon had come on, and were of the company. Saturday 26. Rested, read, and wrote. I am young again, and boast of being able to ride 6,000 miles on horseback in ten months. My round will embrace the United States, the Territory, and Canada. But, oh, childhood, youth, and old age, ye are all vanity. My companions and myself are busy compiling the new hymn book. Our brethren here have built a proper little stone house for worship. 40 feet by 30. Sabbath 27. I preached at 11 o'clock. Many could not get seats. I met the society. I also ordained W. M. Neakin and William Whitaker to the office of deacon. Notwithstanding opposition from more than one quarter, our last camp meeting was successful. The fruit is immediate, and where it is not, it will yet be seen. We live by faith in a prayer-hearing, soul-converting, soul-sanctifying, soul-restoring, soul-comforting God. Kentucky, Monday 28 Our morning's ride brought us, hungry and weary, into Kentucky. After refreshing at the Widow Stevens's, we pushed on to Grant's Lick and lodged at John Daniel's. In the morning we came away across the forks and over the hills of Licking, Twenty-eight miles, to Sister Richie's, a widow indeed. Our evening's ride was dark and rough, along an unknown path to Cynthiana. We stopped at J. Jakes's. I judge we have made fifty miles today. Whilst resting on Thursday and Wednesday, I read Atmore's memoirs, of about five hundred pages, and I wrote a memoir of George Doherty. All my occupations, however toilsome, are pleasant when I enjoy God in pure and perfect love. Friday, October 2. Attended the camp meeting at Mount Gerizim. On Saturday I spoke on 2 Timothy 2.19. On Sunday my text was Isaiah 45.23. Possibly we had 2,000 souls to hear us. There were 15 tents and 20 wagons. We had a Sabbath love feast and sacrament, and doubtless there were precious souls converted, report says about thirty, and sanctified. I conversed with Valentine Cook on the subject of a mission. He held back. Ah, how hardly shall they who have families growing up enter into and keep in the traveling connection. Wednesday, 
I came from the campground every night to Samuel Broadwell's. My host has put my name upon one of his sons. Lord, put thy new name upon the lad, that he may bear it for generations to come, and to be born. Monday 5. We set out, and stopped at Martin Hitz, took dinner, and continued on a dark ride through the woods, to William Burke's, thirty miles. On Tuesday we held a hasty meeting at Irvin's, Madison County. Wednesday we reached Williams's, Thursday Freeman's, Friday Dorton's, and on Saturday came to Peter Huffaker's, Powell's Valley. Sabbath 11. I preached on Luke 4:18. Oh, when shall this wilderness rejoice? I have perfect peace, but great toil. Since the conference we have traveled 360 miles. There is a serious want of water, generally, in the western lands. Monday 12. We had a heavy ride to Holston, 40 miles. We stopped with Martin Stubblefield. Tennessee. On Tuesday we rested, and it may be allowed, considering our six days' ride through heat, great heat and drought. At night I preached from 1 Thessalonians 4, 3. And weary and faint as I was, I felt strongly disposed to sing and shout away, as loud as the youngest. I have been, and am, happy in God. Friday 16. We reached Wampings. I suffered much today, but an hour's warm bath for my feet relieved me considerably. On Saturday we rode to Killens. North Carolina, Sabbath 18. At Buncombe Courthouse, I spoke from 2 Kings 7, 13-15. The people were all attention. I spent a night under the roof of my very dear brother in Christ, George Newton, a Presbyterian minister, an Israelite indeed. On Monday we made Fletcher's. Next day dined at Terry's, and lodged at Edwards's. Saluda Ferry brought us up on Wednesday evening. Sabbath 25. For three days past I have been busy in seeking appropriate portions of Scripture for the new hymns designed to enlarge our common hymn book. Our journey hither from Chillicothe has brought us through five states. Report says there is an awful affliction in Charleston, the mortal fever. I preach today at Salem on Second Chronicles 6, 29-31. We had a serious time. My mind is kept in great peace. Surely God is love. At Elijah Moore's on Monday, I preached on Luke 11, 9-10. My labor, I think, is not entirely in vain. On Tuesday at Jeremiah Robinson's, we had but twelve souls to hear us. The people are too busy with their fine crops of corn. My body fails, but I have great peace of mind. Georgia on Wednesday, Daniel Hitt preached at John Oliver's. Our host has a son-in-law converted at camp meeting. Our preachers have passed by this town, but the Lord will not pass by Petersburg, but will visit precious souls here. Thursday to Tate's. Here I spoke to a few persons on Revelations 3, 4, 5, and God was with us of a truth. On Friday I preached at James Halston's, on 1 John 1, 6, 7. It was not in vain. 
Both colors filled the house. On Saturday we rode to Coldwater. End of section 27. Recording by Brian Keenan.